Hi, this is Kevin McCullough. Thanks for listening to the Christian Outlook podcast, where we cover today's issues from a perspective that honors your Christian faith. Our podcast is brought to you through a partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I trust you'll enjoy. What happens to us at Christmas spiritually, as opposed to what happens to us as believers during Easter spiritually. I never thought about this, but our next guest, John Kessler, draws a really fine comparison between the two. John Kessler is former chair, professor, division of applied theology at Moody Bible Institute. His latest book is called Dangerous Virtues, How to Follow Jesus When Evil Masquerades as Good. John, welcome back. Um, to think about Easter and Ebenezer Scrooge, those two things don't seem compatible, but you make a really good <laughs> connection. Yeah, well, I was actually, you know, I was I was feeling kind of guilty because I was comparing the way I feel with when Christmas approaches, which is I, I start thinking about it, you know, September, October. Yeah, <laughs> you know, right. Listening to Christmas, Christmas music and then thinking about Easter, that the, the feel of it is so different. I don't I really don't think I'm not saying we don't prepare for it, but it doesn't seem to have the same energy for us. And so I was kind of, I was just kind of wondering why that was, what's the difference. And of course, yeah. some of it is, some of it is, uh, uh, I don't know, bribery, you know, that the Christmas holiday comes with parties and things like that. But I, I really think that part of the problem for us is that we detach the two, that we, we look at Christmas separately from Easter when the, the way the Bible talks about these two events in the life of Christ is they're in, inevitably linked together, that you really can't separate them. Mm. Yeah. yeah, but I see what you mean, that when we talk about Christmas, we often say, you know, don't forget the reason for the season, right. or, you know, you have to, you have to get your heart in the right place. The whole idea of, you know, Ebenezer Scrooge, Scrooge's journey from, you know, uh, narcissism to, you know, recognizing the, the greater picture. Um, that's something that's part of the Christmas narrative, even if you're not a Christian, that's part of what we kind of understand the holiday to be, but you're right. There's nothing like that around Easter. No, and and actually, if you really examine it, one of the difference is one of the major differences is a, is a different gospel. That what's what's happening in the Scrooge story, which you know, first we need to recognize it is a story. It's it's fiction, but it reflects the way Dickens thought about Christ, and his view of Christ was primarily as a moral example. Mm-hmm. So, if you follow the Scrooge story, the Scrooge story is you know he he basically gets guilted and frightened into this turnover in his life, something which the Bible tells us really won't work for us, and and that's you know the radical difference of what the message of Easter is the reality of the cross. That the only thing that can really transform us is the work that Christ has done for us by taking our sins upon himself and not only paying the penalty, that is, he takes care of the guilt, but as a result of Christ's work, something fundamentally changes in us so that we can apply the reality of the cross to our own struggle with sin. So when you see Paul talking, when he's preaching the gospel and when he's talking about the implications of the gospel— he brings these two things together. That is, he talks about Christ's nativity, the fact that Christ was born, that, that he took upon himself a human nature. And then, he, and then he talks about the reality of the cross in the believer's life when he talks about 
putting to death the works of the flesh, and he uses the imagery of the cross. But the, the reason Jesus comes into the world in the nativity is so that he can go to the cross and pay for our sins, and then, and more than that, you know, create this uh, dynamic of power that that is applied as a result of his resurrection from the dead. So then the gospel message, all of those are bound together in, in really one event, not sort of three separate events with, uh, you know, with a flavor where we could pick and choose the one we like the most. If you take one of them out, none of them works. If you remove the nativity, the reality of Christ's uh, birth is coming is becoming flesh and dwelling among us then the cross doesn't work there's no point in the cross if you take if you take away easter then the birth and the cross become ineffective and so but for paul the the one image that he emphasizes that sort of pulls those two pull those two things together is this message of the cross that's what he called his gospel he called it a message the message of the cross and so, John, I mean, you know, everybody loves a little baby, a newborn baby, right? So it's easy to see why a secular world would go, oh, yeah, we could we could celebrate Christmas and, you know, not dip our toe into uh, organized religion too hard. But it, it's hard to celebrate mob rule coming to torture someone uh, on an right. instrument, you know, that it's cruel, and then having to deal with someone's death. I mean, the secular world can't wrap their head around that. So that's why we get the Easter Bunny. Well, especially when you hear the way the apostles preached that, uh, you know, on the one hand, they held the mob accountable for what they did. You know, uh, Peter tells them, you, with wicked hands, you know, you, you took Christ and you slew him. But he also says, you did what God said in advance you would do, because what they see working in all of this is not just sort of the culmination of the bad behavior of crowds. They see this plan of God that was predicted long before Christ became flesh and dwelt among us. And so that, so that this, this is, you know, this story of death and sacrifice, the shedding of blood, that's God's story. That's, and that is God working through Christ, both to make atonement and to liberate us. As the writer of Hebrews says that Christ came to put an end to sin by the sacrifice of himself. So then, John, to your point of your piece at your blog, johnkessler.com, how then are we, should we, do we keep the cross in view? Well, you know, we talk about the importance of keeping uh, uh, the spirit of Christmas all year round, and really what the Bible doesn't tell us to do that. What the Bible tells us to do is to keep in view the cross every single day. And, and Paul says that begins with this act of faith that he calls reckoning. Uh, reckon yourself to be dead to sin, but alive to God. Mm -hmm. And he's referring to the cross, and it's actually it's a accounting language. So in a sense, Paul's saying, take it to the bank. When, when Christ died, you died with him. So whenever you, whenever you come to that point where you feel the draw of sin, the what Paul says is the act that needs to be taken is you accept what God says is true about you with respect to sin, and then you need to respond, and you respond in faith by, as Paul puts it in Colossians 3, 5, put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature. Now, that, that's really 
simply, I say simple, but it's, it's really impossible without the power of the Holy Spirit, is simply the act of saying no to ourselves and our impulses where sin is concerned. So this is an act that assumes that Christ's death has made a difference in us, and that, as Scripture tells us, for those who belong to Christ, we really can say no to sin, not because not because our sin has changed, or or because even even because of the weekend, but because there is power in what Christ has done. We used to sing about the power of the cross. Well, that's not that's not hyperbole. That's really true. <laughs> hmm. Dr. John Kessler with us, former chair and professor, Division of Applied Theology and Church Ministry at Moody Bible Institute. John's written a bunch of books, his latest one being Dangerous Virtues, How to Follow Jesus When Evil Masquerades as Good. Um, So I guess the question that we ask a lot at Christmas is probably still applicable at Easter, which is, okay, so how do we not get caught up in the, you know, cultural celebration of it, how do we, you know, celebrate Mm -hmm. in a way that is uniquely um, Christ-loving? And do you think that's easier or harder at Easter? I think it's easier at Easter because, number one, the culture around us doesn't really make that big big deal about it. You know, we we pretty much give it a weekend. Uh, There's a few sales that go on, you know, a ham and jelly beans and chocolate eggs. (laughs) <laughs> and we're pretty much done with it after a few days. Uh, the real challenge is to recognize the reality of it every day when we're dealing, you know, in the midst of the, the struggle with our flesh, the struggle in the world. And Scripture, you know, gives us a few helps in that. Number one, that's one of the it's one of the reasons that Christ gave the church the Lord's Supper, this memorial supper that we. He says, you know, as often as you do this, do this in remembrance of me. Well, what does he really mean by that? He, he doesn't mean like, oh, you know, re- remember that Jesus was a great guy. Oh, man, I wish he was here. It, it, it points explicitly to Christ's work on the cross, his suffering on the cross, which then also led to the resurrection. So that we need this, we need this regular reminder of what of our union with Christ in his death and resurrection so that we can take that as a point of faith and act on it. And of course we have uh, repeated, uh, repeated emphasis in the scripture about it. The, the new Testament talks about this dimension all the time. So I don't think the challenge, I, I don't think the challenge is like, Oh, when Easter comes around, you know, let's, let's not have a really worldly celebration. I think the greater challenge is to live in the light of the cross every single day. And um, that's really what it means to be a Christian, to put Christ in Mm -hmm. front of us and his work in front of us. That's good. That's a really good word, John. Keeping your eye on the cross because of the power of the cross. John Kessler, look from online, John Kessler, K-O-E-S-S-L-E-R, johnkessler.com. Thanks for listening to Christian Outlook. Our program is coming to you today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you enjoy our podcast, take a moment and tell a friend to subscribe today.